one spot was playing, I'd have to queue up another reel-to-reel tape. We'd have like five spots in a row. It was the most hectic, the most pressure-filled morning show in the history of mankind. All you did was just queue up spots, and then you give the time, and you play another spot, and then maybe a record, which gave you a chance to queue up all four or five more spots. But they had these big cylinders, and they had numbers, like one through 100 or one through 200, and if we could put all this stuff on something like that and just have them in a little computer and punch up, like, number 78. <laughs> right. Or whatever number it might be. But I guess that's asking too much. Okay, we'll get that stuff on for that guy, which I'm sure means we'll lose all the remaining calls what we've got. But we don't care because it's Labor Day weekend. We don't expect anybody to call. If you call, we consider it a bonus, okay? Uh, tomorrow is a bonus to you. I, yours truly, me, am going to be at the Fountain Shops of Distinction in the food courtyard next to Corky's Restaurant in Plantation. A remote appearance in my actual hometown. I can't believe it. 801 South University Drive, just a block south of the Broward Mall. And it's the kickoff for their scheduled weekly community events that they're going to be doing every weekend all the way through Christmas for you and the whole family. There is going to be some interesting stuff like Ghoulish Halloween and a Christmas organ concert, pet pictures with Santa, a sidewalk art extravaganza, kite show, kids and ponies, funny face, all kinds of fun things for the kids, for you and the whole family. We'll have free uh, prizes tomorrow, pizza, compliments of Stromboli Pizza. We'll have those pictures, allegedly, alleged, uh-huh, and uh, lots of those brand-new unbelievable bumper stickers. So come on out and say hi tomorrow, noon to 3, at the Fountain Shops of Distinction. We'll be right in the food courtyard next to Corky's. Crap. is about kids and pets and a situation that we can all understand, whether we have kids or pets or neither. It's from a man in Cincinnati, Ohio, and here's what he writes. Dear Casey, this may seem to be a strange dedication request, but I'm quite sincere and it'll mean a lot if you play it. Recently, there was a death in our family. He was a little dog named Snuggles, but he was most certainly a part of... Let's go start again. From coming out of the record. Play the record, okay? Please. <clears throat> See, when you come out of those up-tempo damn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions. And then you got to go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but damn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Is Don on the phone? Okay, I want a damn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a f***ing up-tempo record every time I do a damn death dedication. <laughs> Now, make it, and I also want to know what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week. It's a god last damn time. I want somebody to use his f***ing brain to not come out of a damn record that is, uh, that, that's up-tempo, and I got to talk about a f***ing dog dying. What is this f***ing ponderous, man? Ponderous, and ponderous. With another edition of America's Bottom 40. Brought to you by the Oxy-5 Company's newest acne medication... Oxymoron 5 for pimple-free teenagers. <laughs> and so it goes. <laughs> <laughs> have to be a little quicker on the tape, boys. That's a good joke. We've got the worst songs in America, and we're counting them down. Record stores are selling them. <laughs> for some unknown reason, you're buying them, and I'm using them as coasters. Review the top three songs on the charts. At number three, Guns N' Roses is singing Sweet Child of Mine. 
Well, if I had a child around the house today, I'd have these four words for lead guitarist Slash and his cohorts. Stay the hell away. <laughs> and number two, Huey Lewis says, there ain't no living in a perfect world. And especially not for you, Huey, since you don't speak proper English. <laughs> and at number one, George Michael sings, he's got a monkey on his back. Well, I would imagine it's getting a little crowded back there, George. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, you probably don't mind. And by the way, George, there are these remarkable shaving instruments called razors. Buy one and lose that silly ass earring. Other songs on the charts. The band Johnny Hates Jazz with I Want to Be a Hero is moving down on the charts, and deservedly so. Apparently, Johnny also hates music. I don't think hero status is eminent, Johnny, so get a real job. And there is a song I like, Rod Stewart's newest release, Forever Young. And for a moment, I thought it was a song about me, Forever Hung. <laughs> and now it's time for a long-distance dedication. It comes to us from a listener in Pasadena, California, who writes, Dear Casey, I'm 16 years old, president of my class, I'm 6 foot 2, I have blonde hair, weigh 175 pounds, and stars quarterback for my high school team. But Casey, I have a problem. The girls simply will not leave me alone. It seems as though all they want me for is my good looks, my excellent physique. Why can't they just like me as a friend, treat me as a person instead of some sex object, and quit hitting upon me all the time? Casey, do you have any suggestions? Sign Todd. Well, here's my answer. Dear Flaming Homer. <laughs> 1127 at WID. I think for playing both cards, I should get a little more than just a t-shirt, don't you? Like something. 28 past 11, and uh, don't forget, Rick and Suds are going to be doing their show from Joe Robbie Stadium. We're still trying to figure out exactly what that means. Dick Clark is going to be there from 3 to 3.30. I hope to be involved till they carry me away. At 4 o'clock, the Dolphin cheerleaders, Jennifer and Mary, who are going to be taking it off and doing just wild, suggestive, erotic things in the booth, which you won't be able to see. And Tim Robbie is going to be there. And at 5 o'clock, to really deaden the proceedings, Joe Zagacki is going to be there so that we can kind of let the sports department take over the control as we get a little bit too close to a dolphin time before, um, you know, what I'm, what I'm talking about before it gets too late. And anyway, Joe and Hank are going to be doing sports talk, and then we got the game at 8 o'clock. We have a pressure-packed, fun-filled day today, right? And then on Monday, Labor Day, I don't even want to go into it again. It's, it's more than I can handle. Palm Beach Gardens. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, listen, I just wanted to talk about the Mets for a minute here. I know it's not one of your favorite topics. But, uh, you know, yesterday when they win 2-1, to one, they eke one out. Last night when they pound them and hit home runs, you know, they got lucky. What's the I also said that I'm nervous that I think they're gearing up and they're going to win it. Didn't I say that? Well, I, I, I could have said the Mets suck. They're not going to do I think that they're uh, getting their act together again. I hate to say it, but I think it's happening. All right. Well, good. I, a couple they're getting of good pitching again now. Even that stinking cone, whom I don't like, and Fernandez struck out 85 million guys the other night. They're looking pretty tough. Hey, those two guys are the best mediocre record pitchers in the league. Well, I mean, they're, they're, they're definitely uh, feared pitchers. Now, I, I'll be honest think. with you. If I had a big game to win, I don't think I'd start either one of them. Oh, well, Cohen.
Cohn is good. I think Cohn's. A, I, I don't agree with you. I don't like David Cohn. Oh, well, what, really about the, what about this new guy? I'm glad they got Darling out of there. If this guy goes this week and then against the Pirates next weekend, we could have uh, we could really have something together. I there. think they're bringing back John Matlack just in case. Yeah, right. I got a ball signed by John Matlack and one Jerry Kuzman. Jerry Kuzman. And Tom Seaver. Just in case. <laughs> hey, what about Now listen, that? if Oakland can bring in all these other guys, Willie McGee, they can trade these. I just don't understand it. Yeah. What about Gary Gentry? There you go. There's another name from the past. Exactly. Who also pitched for the Braves, didn't he? Yeah, right. Or Mickey Lolich. Oh, please. The talk biggest, a, talk about on the mound. Talk about the Rick Rushell lookalike contest. <laughs> Did you hear that tape I played of that Pirate Cub game? Yeah, really. That Fat uh, Rushell was pitching, that was 1974. That's like a whole lifetime ago. Yeah, but I don't want to think Pirates right now. They're getting all the press anyway. Well, know? they blew that game. Or no, they won that game. Yeah, right. Well, I'm sorry about that. But it's 16 years ago. Don't hold it against them. No, I, I'll tell you, the Mets are poised. Right? What are they, a game and a half right now? Yes, sir. They're poised right Well, now. it's going to go right down to the wire. I said that about three months ago, and everybody laughed and thought I was just saying, it to be melodramatic and because it's the corny thing to say, but it's going to go right down to the wire. Yeah, well, that, that last weekend when the Cubs play six against the Pirates and six against the Mets, and then you, you do understand that those three games have been added on that they have to make up. Right. At the very end of the season, the Mets and the Pirates have a three-game series. Where is that, you know? No, I, I, uh, no, I don't know. We'll find out. Somebody will call in. That, I mean, that is going to be incredible. Yeah, well, the Mets right now, I'll tell you, and, and they're hitting home runs. They're, they're, they're in good shape. I've been a Mets fan. I'm not just... Well, let's see if you can keep Daryl awake for another month. You know, that's a problem with him. He goes into these long comas. Yeah, I think that's just the way he is. It's kind of like the Joe Zagaki of baseball. He goes into <laughs> a long, deep sleep. <laughs> well, I, I tell you... I... Well, listen, you know, I don't... Uh, I just don't harbor those hostile feelings anymore. You know, I really don't. I mean, okay. whoever wins it, wins it. And, um... Now that Davey Johnson's gone and they're putting his face back together, why get upset? Yeah, but I'm in the car yesterday and I'm boiling. Med and Neil saying they eked one out two to one. I'm well, thinking. listen, I mean, so if you guys are going to win it, at least we'll give you a little heartache to go along with it, okay? Yeah, it's still a win, though, in the record books where the guy hits a Texas leaguer. Or That's a right. Even though drive. Sandberg hit that home run last night, it's still a loss no matter what. Uh, do you realize that Ryan Sandberg is the first second baseman in the history of baseball? To have two consecutive years of 30 or more home runs. Do you realize that, sir? In the history of the game. Yeah, he's, got, he's dynamite. I mean, I know he's no Greg Jeffries, but he's not too bad. Well, did you, I don't know. I caught that on the radio last night. Your friend Bob Murphy, when Jeffries hit that homer, he, he wanted to say so bad that he just broke the record for his home runs by a second baseman for the Mets, but he was playing third base. Yeah. And by, he, like, bit his tongue right in the middle. Right well, no matter where Jeffries plays, it doesn't make too much difference, you know. Yeah, that's true. He could be the DH. Yeah, right. Well, hey, Tim Tofu, what about him? Tim Tofu, yeah, he's my favorite. <laughs> he's a real a powder puff. <laughs> well, well yeah. I don't know. It's it's going to be tough. It's going to be real interesting and exciting. That's all that counts. As long as there will be excitement. I know it's not as exciting as these exhibition football games, but we're doing the best we can. <laughs> well, right on, Neil. At least a couple positive words about the Mets will, uh, you know... Make me feel a little bit better. Well, I said you guys are getting hot at just the right time. Yeah, well, that's... What more can I say? Coming from me, I mean, that's a major concession. Well, see if you can... Uh, but both... you better be nice to me because I'm going to say it again. We got six games against you guys the last ten days of the season. Well, that's what I was going to ask you now. That be you very got... nice. If you're real nice, we'll start Balecki a couple of times. <laughs> and we'll bring in Jeff Pico. That's what I was going to ask. If you guys could lay down a little. Well, you know? I'll, uh, I'll see how things go. Okay, we'll no. make a deal. Thanks, Neil. Good luck to you. Bye. Well, there's a good Mets fan. He's got a little sense of humor, and he's not all uptight. He's a good guy. Well, how the hell did that happen? If anybody knows when those last three are going to be played at the end of the regular season, please let us know. I mean, that's important, because obviously the Mets are playing much better at home than they are on the road, and the Pirates at the moment are, like, swooning no matter where they are. 27 till noon at WIOD. Let's do a little thing here. We'll be right back. And 
now, Language Lab, the show that teaches you a foreign language in less than 60 seconds. Today's lesson, Greek. Lesson one, strawberry pie. Strawberry pie. Lesson two, apple pie. Apple pie. Lesson three, pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie. Customer, what kind of pie do you have? Answer. Apple pie, strawberry, and punky. Language Lab is a public service that may not be copied or authorized for resale. Thank you. Okay, 1137 WYOD. Those three games, October 1, 2, and 3, are in Pittsburgh at Three Rivers Stadium, where the Allegheny, the Ohio, and the Monongahela, Gila converge. Okay? Miami. Neil. Yes. What's happening today? How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Well, that's good. Good. If you're happy, we're happy. That's how it We just be. want everybody to be real happy, okay? Okay, let's make it last through tomorrow. We'll look for you down at uh, the Fashion Mall. Right. Then we can be depressed on Sunday. <laughs> well, then we can go back to Publix and see what's left there. Yeah. I wanted to ask you. i got some friends coming down for the weekend. And uh, last year, one, I think one of your sponsors was La Tavernetta. Mm-hmm. Still think Still that's is. what it used to be? Is it what? Is it still as good? She just brought in, Carolyn just brought in food yesterday morning on the, at the end of the Mike Ranieri show. I had a little uh, tortellini, just a little bite or two. It is spectacular. Just a nosh, huh? In fact, if you listen in the next hour, I'm going to be doing a commercial. I will be waxing eloquently about uh, La Tavernana. Great. So you would recommend it still? Highly, enthusiastically, the best. Very good. And uh, the next thing I was going to ask you is how come you're thinking of moving from Plantation up north to Oral Springs? Who said I'm doing that? You did. No, I'm not. I was just talking about the beautiful homes at the Carriage Point. I'm not going to move. Oh, good. Why would I want to move that far north? Really? I might as well commute from Daytona. That's true. No. Now that they're finally starting to do something about the potholes and fixing up Broward and Knob Hill Road and all that. Uh... Hey, listen, I'm not moving far from my Publix at Cleary and Knob Hill, okay? Really? My life is in that store. Uh, I live right across the street from it, and I know what you're speaking Really? Of. Oh, Yeah. The only thing is, I keep talking about it. I've made it so popular now that it's getting crowded. Well, now that the school's open, too, you, it's, uh, it's a traffic problem in the morning trying to get over there. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, it's still a good place. It could be a lot worse. It's a great place. It's not a good place. It's sensational. Well, that's, that's why I like it there. But we'll look for you tomorrow, Neil. Okay, I'll see you at Pubics. Okay. Bye-bye. 21 till noon at WIOD. That was one of my exciting neighbors from Plantation. Maybe my good friends from Mayfair will come by, okay? The good folks I used to live across from who made my life miserable and uh, got carried on and hocked the china about my satellite dish. Maybe those people will come by and say hi at the fountain shops tomorrow from noon to 3. Wouldn't that be great? And we'll put something special in their pizza from Stromboli. Okay, don't forget Al Goldstein's coming at noon. He's going to be really pissed when he sees that most of the food is gone. Too bad. Is Jeff coming with more food, do we know? Arnold's is coming back with more food. Arnold's is coming back again? Cheryl, did you hear that? Arnold's is coming back again. Murray and Wayne are coming back to bring you a VLT and probably another dose of all this stuff. Are they nuts? How can they do that? You know, he brings in all of this stuff, and you know how busy they are over there all the time. And I just don't understand how they can make this much food. Like Jeff, the same thing. He brings in... If you could see when they carry all this food, it looks like he's going to feed the, all of our troops in the Middle East. I just don't understand it. Just tons and tons of stuff. I cannot conceive of how long the preparation time is. Like when he does this stuff with Rick and Mutt and, uh, you know, feeds the people on the street corner and makes 300 pies in 20 minutes. I don't get it. I just don't understand how he does it. 
Well, look at that. All you have to do is mention Jeff Cohen's name, and he's immediately on the hotline, just uh, a pizza maker in heat. How you doing, Neil? Okay, Jeff. On I-95 already with food in hand. Really? Well, look at the timing of this. 20 till noon. Al Goldstein will be here at 12. It'll be hot. It'll be delicious and fresh. That's how we do it at the loft. It'll keep his mouth shut for a few minutes. Not only that, but I've, uh, I'm going to let you borrow some of my WIOD South Neil Rogers pictures. Well, isn't that great? You're the guy that's got them all, huh? Uh-huh. Well, I'm glad somebody does. Well, I, I have them whenever you need them. Great. So we'll see you in about 20 minutes. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Bye. Well, that should uh, pacify that fat Goldstein, shouldn't it? Who's in the limo as we speak? Boy, that limo is never going to be the same again. Can't you just see it coming down the road with, like, the front end? Yeah, the back is, like, weighted down. And the front is, like, the wheels are barely touching the ground. Miami. Emergency pig report. Al Goldstein on 79th Street Causeway. <coughs> okay. Thank you. At least that call was topical to tied right in. Let's go to Hollywood. Hello. Good morning, sir. Yes, sir. Neil, I'm 22. I'm one of your so-called non-listeners. Non-existent. Yeah. The phantom strikes again. Listen, I'm not going to be able to listen no more after today. Why is that? I'm getting a new job, and they listen to classic oldies. What? That's what they do over there. They listen to Tragic? <laughs> tragic 102.7? Yep. Rhymes with unleavened, as in bread, as in matzah. I don't know. You've got to be kidding. What are they into? Johnny Rivers, is that it? Doc Rivers, I don't know. Oh, God. Muddy Rivers. I'm too young for this stuff. So what's going to happen? We're, fi you're, we're finished with you? You're done? Well, I'm finished. You're writing us off? Yeah. You're kissing me off just like that? I'll just have to listen to my brother. He'll tell me what's going on. No, you'll have to have your brother tape the show. Oh, okay. That's what I'll do. Or else. Or how old's your brother? He's 26. I was going to say, otherwise you beat the crap out of him, but I guess in this case, uh, that's not going to fly, right? No, not at all. Well, tell him to tape the show, or you and ten of your friends will beat the crap out of him. How's that? That sounds good. Okay. Thanks a lot, Neil. Have a great life. You too. See ya. 1142 at WIOD. Now, what is that? That, um, who's on the bat line? That's not for me? Is it anybody I know? It says he's Norman Kent, but it's probably not. I'm sure it's not. Norman Kent? Boy, that would be exciting if it really turned out to be Norm Kent. And it really is. Okay, just a second. Well, see, now... <laughs> okay, what did we do to deserve this honor? Well, I want you to be a judge next week in a very important contest. By the way, where's that check now that I, it's Norman Kent? Where's that check? It's in the mail. Okay, yeah, right. It's you and Larry King, it's in the mail. And wait till you see the new Honda motorcycle I got. Really? But, but serially. Mm -hmm. We want you to be a judge next week. My friend Brian Smith has the... Uh, no chance. Brian Smith Dinner Theater? You know that uh, Norm Kent was seriously considering putting Mike Balaki, Balaki back on his rotisserie baseball uh, team? No, and this is serious. He's after, putting on a play. I'm, see, I'm trying to ignore you. I know. But this is an exciting play. We want you to be the judge for the understudy to the play Marilyn in her own words. We want you to judge who the best Marilyn Monroe understudy I have a better idea than that. Why don't you have Steve come and walk around naked? That would bring a lot more people out. He's already tried that in that play last year, and it mm -hmm. frightened people away. Evidently, because I heard that the baseball card show we had was just a monster success. I heard that they had throng of people. At least three. Right. But now, if you were to judge this Marilyn Monroe understudy... It would probably be a dream on your part, because it's never going to happen. Never going to happen. I, hey, listen, I have, to, I have to stick with my um, satellite dish and my cubs. I can't miss a second. Well, what if we do videos of, the, of these understudies? Yeah. I'll do that. 
and then you could just sit in your room and decide which is best. Exactly, no problem. But just make no it real easy. Call. You know me, keep it real simple. They should call the theater if they want to be a Marilyn Monroe Jr. They should call what theater? The Pussycat? Brian's Theater. Oh, Brian's Theater. Brian's, is this like a little plug Brian's for a friend of yours, Norm? Broadway Maybe we'd theater. like to talk about Norm Kent's baseball card heaven on uh, Federal Highway in uh, Fort Lauderdale. I'm not doing a plug. I'm helping your audience. Maybe well, your listen. Audience listen. Marilyn the audience Monroe can fan. handle it. They know you're in law, and they know you're full of crap. So give a plug. Baseball card heaven, uh, Fort Lauderdale. You've got all kinds of memorabilia and old Cubs seats from the bleachers. And you mean East Sunrise Boulevard in Fort Lauderdale? Right where, right where the road turns around where Rick and uh, Spud had Marvin arrested that day. That was a good move by them. That was really smart. Well, I put him on the mat. They wanted to get in real tight with the BSO. So um, we can count on you then. Next yes, sir. You just bring me that tape. Okay. And put a little Mike Balecki on there, too. I'll probably watch I'll it longer. Mix it. I'll mix it in with some videos I've had from some of my other kind of clients. I'll bet. Okay. Okay. That'll make the cheese more binding. All right. Okay, Norm. Bye-bye. Have a great weekend. 11.45 at WYOD. Boy, it's like an old reunion here today, isn't it? God, it's even starting to smell like an old reunion. I guess that's from all the food. So, I'm now listen, do not let me eat anymore, because I overdid it. I had, uh, if I told the audience what I ate just now, they would get very upset, because my head is already swimming, okay? Too much, too much. So, everybody just enjoy it. We'll put out Al, Al Goldstein. In fact, Jeff is bringing an enormous vat. Even Rick and Suds would be embarrassed by this. You know, the little things they do out there with the cake and the pie in the face and that stuff. He's bringing this enormous vat. It's shaped like a bathtub. And all the lasagna and the sauce and the rigatoni and all and the um, meatballs. And they're going to put Al Goldstein naked right in the middle of it. And then we're going to have people volunteer and just give him a fork and a spoon. Wouldn't it be great? From the Ron Jeremy School of Hair in My Meatball. Boy, he is just a, he's a furball, Goldstein, a gigantic furball. Let's now see, and Wayne is coming back, Miss Psychotic. He's coming back, and you're the one that inspired him, okay? So the fact that it's right going to be right at noon, and he's going to miss out all that lunchtime business and probably go out of business because you wanted your stinking BLT because the White Hots and the Neely Burgers weren't good enough for Her Highness, I don't want that to hold heavily over your conscience because you don't have one because you're Jewish. Hollywood. Yeah. Yes, sir. Hello there. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm at the airport. You're at the airport? At uh, airport. Mr. Ye Rogers? Yes, sir. Hey, Mr. Rogers, I got a question here. Okay. Uh, I got a license. Uh, and, uh, I In the airport? I want to ask you one question. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Good call. 1147 at WIOD. We have two open lines in Dade, two in Brown. That sounds like Jerry Wichner's uh, twin brother that just called. I dumped it, by the way, sir, so you really wasted your time, and I hope your plane crash is okay. You anti-Semitic, redneck, obnoxious. That must have been Rick Siderman's twin brother. I think they're joined at the lip. Anyway, as we drive down the Ho Chi Minh Trail, it's time to take one of those uh, never-ending breaks, and we'll be right back. Okay, 1151 at WYOD. Was that on the cart or what? You notice every time Johnny's voice is on a spot, when the rejoin comes on, there's a little sounder. <coughs> exactly, that's right on it. Anyway, I heard Rick Riley begging shamelessly for something on the air yesterday. If he can do it, I'm going to do it too. Well, he was begging for some kind of Canadian uh, beverage, some little sodas or something that are sparkling juices or some damn thing. Well, anyway, uh, you know, I've gone through all the bottled waters. I used to love Mountain Valley, and it's still great bottled water, but it has no pizzazz to it. It's just, it's flat. And I've gotten more into the bub bubbly fizzing 
kind of stuff. So I can relate to Sally Fitz. I can have a bubbling personality. And I went through all the Italian waters, which are good now. I'm heavily in this Quibel, Q-U-I-B-E-L. Because anything begins with Q, I can relate to. And it's from Sweet, Sweet Springs Mountain in the Appalachians in West Virginia. It is great. It's a little fizzy. And they have the different little flavors with the uh, essence of strawberry or tangerine or whatever. I don't think it tastes like anything, but it's good. So if anybody listening is connected with the distributors for Cubel, Cubel, whatever the hell it's called, send me over two, three hundred cases, okay? Because if Rick Riley can schnorr on the air, I can do it with the best of them. Mobile on the star line. Hi, Neil. How are you doing? Great. By the way, the last time I tried something that you touted that you, there was not a sponsor, but you just said it was good, was the Barks Root Beer. What a great, what a great uh, beverage that was. Barks Diet Root Beer is exactly. even better diet. than the regular. The, reg- it's the, the regular only diet soda in the world that's even better than the regular flavor. I couldn't believe how good it was. Yeah. But anyway, um, I'm 34 years old, so I don't know if I exist or not. Well, you're right on the borderline. I'm on the borderline. As Madonna year, would say, yeah. This year I'll exist, but this year I don't. Right. That explains why I'm looking in my mirror and I don't see anything. Um, I got a, a funny story for you. My daughter is seven years old. And well, that's pretty funny. Yeah, that is hysterical. But she always asks me questions. Why this? Why that? I got her this book. It's called The Great Big Book of Why. It's like eight inches thick. And I have all these questions. So I said, okay, you pick out a page and we'll read it. She picks out at random. She, she opens up the book at random and it says, why does a stroke? And I said, I can't believe this, but you picked it out. I'll read it to you. So I, I'm reading all this stuff. And um, it turns out that, and I didn't, you know, I, I love your vocabulary, but half the things you say I don't, I don't understand. It's talking about apoplexy, and now I understand all these. Not apoplexy, apoplexy. Apoplexy. And now I understand what. Apoplexy is what you get from eating too much fruit. That's right. Uh, years you've been saying you've been apoplectic, and you're. Uh, Protecting your own stroke. Right. People drove it to it. Well, I didn't want to let anybody down, you know. <laughs> but it was, it was just such an odd thing that out of the whole big book, she picked that out. And she goes, no, I want, to, I want to hear what this is. But anyway, that's my story. I'm out of material. Okay, okay sir. Nice day Have a uh, wonderful life and stroke this. I, I met Jeff the other day. I, I stopped in a pizza bar. Great. Listen, when we have time someday, I'd be delighded to hear your whole life story. <laughs> have a good day. He's a nice guy. And a nice life. Right, and bye. a great holiday. And say too. goodbye. Okay, oh, look, we've been putting this one off, but I know it's going to be the best call of the morning. So hey, far. how you doing, Neil? Great. Hey, hey, man, I'm jealous of all that food in there. Man. You're jealous going? about what? I'm hungry, and I just can remember those Sound good like old Elvis. days on Wednesdays. I'm alone, and I'm hungry. <laughs> those good old days on Wednesdays. Yeah, so right. Like, they bring the vat in, and Johnny Dark wouldn't be allowed in to eat. And everybody be picking out. Well, it sure lasted a long time, didn't it? <laughs> Three weeks, and that was history. It was a failed experiment. How's your tube? My tube is uh, firm and uh, healthy. <laughs> firm and healthy. Oh, okay. And on the floor, as a matter of fact, what do they do? Oh, my tube's over in the corner. <laughs> okay, I'll try I to got pull it. while you're getting your tube I got it. together. <laughs> and Sally says hi, too. <laughs> but, yeah, so... Did did you like the, the Lasseter stuff I sent you? It was great. I better not let Alex get a hold of this. <laughs> I, did I say Alex? I meant, uh, what's his name? Al Goldstein. <laughs> his name could be Alex. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Alex, I don't know if anybody told you. Maybe Rick and Putz did. He was on MTV. Yeah, I already talked about that about 20 times. I saw Sorry it. about that. I saw it. Oh, you saw if it? If I had the ability to do it, I'd take you out here right now and kick your goddamn teeth in. Exactly. <laughs> 
He is he is grotesque looking. Yes, sir. You know, I had never seen him. Well, I saw him on. on he's Temple. got he's got more Beasley. wrinkles than Granny Aga on a bad day. And Jeff from Pizza Loft just came up with tons of food here. Oh man! So I'm we'll have it all set up when Mister uh, Mister Bouncing Ball comes in here in a couple of minutes. Oh man! I, I think I should have gone to visit you today just to eat all that food. Well, I'm sure glad you're having a nice day all by yourself. <laughs> have a great life, pal. Maybe I'll go by Monday and see Madden. You know who? Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> Dream on. Take it easy, Neil. Keep a, a good grip on your life, sir. You're nobody. Hey, that Bob Prince is great. Okay. Take it easy. Wow. Uh, they're all losing it out there. They're losing it. And, yeah, let's get rid of these empty boxes because Wayne's coming back again. How do you like that? This is like a little uh, friendly contest that we have here between Jeff from Pizza Loft and Wayne from Wayne Arnold's. They're just almost like in a food frenzy, in a little food war. And one of these days, when it gets really intense, we'll have them out in the hallway throwing uh, Neely burgers and pizzas back and forth at each other. It ought to be great. So uh, we're kind of unloading the food for Al. Let Al can just eat right out of the big thing there. No problem at all. Look at that. The staff comes back in again. Isn't this charming to see all these friendly faces? Including Mr. Hussein Jr. there, who's got all my ratings figured out and knows that I'm uh, never making it by the end of the year. And, um, boy, it's just great, isn't it? Look at all of this. Garlic rolls. I'm sure it's going to be great. I want to just tell you this. The ziti, what did you call it yesterday? Or the day before? Base ziti with mushrooms and meatballs. That was, I mean, everything Jeff has got is great. But that was the best food that I've ever had from Pizza Loft. It was just phenomenal. What? What does that mean? I don't know. He just gave me, like, uh, your number one or something. I don't know what he's talking about. But it was just phenomenal. And I'm sure this will be, too. Now, there's a couple of pies for Al. I'm sure he'll enjoy those. And Wayne is coming back. Good. Leave just a little bit for Al Goldstein. Like that trough that you brought there would be good. I might nibble on that, but I ate a lot. I really did. I don't know what's gotten into me, but I'm just losing control. Okay, let's take a call from Fort Lauderdale. It will never be there. Hello? You're there? I'm here. On line six? Damn right. This is a shocking experience. How you doing? You mean, did you hear any, like, little ticking while you were holding on? No, I heard like, the whole, you know, your whole show and everything. You didn't hear, like, a little ticking? Mmm, maybe. Like that? <laughs> no. Okay, good. Nothing like that. Hey, um, what, uh, I never got to hear the radio yesterday because I was inside all day. Yes, sir. Um, what happened at the baseball game? How many people ended up showing up? 3,703, to Holy be exact. Cow. Man, I wanted to go so Hundreds bad. more than showed up for the Cardinals-Brave game in Atlanta last night. I believe that. And uh, the biggest crowd ever at a miracle game by far. 3,703. It was great. You guys, almost, that's almost capacity, right? Yeah, I think it holds about 5,000. Oh, jeez. Well, and I wanted to go so bad, but I had to watch my kids that night because my wife works. And, and I was like, there's no way I'm taking two little kids. You know what I mean? Why not? Everybody else did. Well, one was, I got a 15-month-old and a 3-year-old, you know? Oh, come like, on. Butch up a little bit. Everybody brings their babies out and their kids and their teenagers and the kids they find on the street. It was great. Well, tomorrow's kind of the same situation. My wife's working and you're going to be at the fountains. If you don't come by the fountains tomorrow, I'll never speak to you again. Uh, where is, okay, fountains is on... You're just south of the Broward Mall. It's on University. University. Right next south to Corky's. The fountain shop's right next to Corky's. You couldn't miss it if you tried, okay? Okay, I'm going to show up. It's from 10 till 2? Or? No, noon to three. Okay, I'll show up. Great. Hey, Neil, do you have to work Monday? Yes, sir. I, listen, I when I see you at the thing, I'm going to bring my kids. Okay. And I give you a big hug? Bring your thing. Okay. See you tomorrow. Bye. Wow. Desperado, I think, is the term we use for that. Al Goldstein, speaking of desperate, will be here. We're going to watch him eat for two hours. Right now, it's Elaine Ettor with the news, right? Elaine is a wonderful American. Rick and Suds from Joe Robbie Stadium at two, the game at eight. 
aggressive market this is. He was used to flowers and hippie stuff. Laid back. That's yeah. history. That's not this town. No, this is the toughest, most aggressive town. I, I, you're always knocking radio. You're right. This is, I mean, when I'm in New York, I come back here and I find out who hates everybody the first two hours. It is the most amazing thing. And I really think it's management. They want you guys to kill each other. You're like the... Uh, it's like a cockfight, and, and I'm using the clean terms. And you know, in terms, he's been here what three minutes, and he's no, starting already. No, no, but right? it's like, but you guys are like the roosters, and you are supposed to maim each other. It's it's, it's extraordinary, and it seems that that's what the public likes. Okay, Murray's back from uh, Wayne Arnold's, by the way, with the, the second. They were here already this morning because we didn't know exactly what time we were going to get here, so we brought like a refill. Oh, I can't believe great. you came back. That was such an act of kindness. It's wonderful. I bless you. Is that birch beer in the frosted the plastic cup? I, the great pasta with my honey nut Cheerios on top of oh, it. Oh, that like looks cheese. good. Just mix it all together because it'll all come out the same anyway. And did Cheryl get her thing? Unbelievable. These people, how would you like to have people come to your house every day and just force feed you? Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Never have it. to leave the I house. Love it. Just hang out at the pool, so to speak. How are you feeling, though? Is it hard? I'm feeling great. I ate too much this morning. I still feel good, but I shouldn't do that. I've avoided doing that. And, uh, you know, I would go into a lecture for you, but to be honest with you, it's beyond, it's pointless. It's pointless because you've dedicated your life to food. You said this That's last right. year when you were here. Yes. You've dedicated your I, life to eating. I wrote you a letter saying that all your fat jokes are true that I love food to the point of it being self-destructive. I mean, just look around this table. Oh, I mean, we often make a mess, but this is unbelievable. This is an orgy. A it real is. orgy. I mean, I, it, to have sex now is to ruin a great afternoon. Why <laughs> <Boy>, bother? <laughs> and also, there have to be an acrobat in your case. Well, and, and to, to get a dress. Now, you know how shower? Rick and Suds, you know how Suds every day comes on and does the thing where he used to be uh, <laughs> Horace on Mr. Red or whatever. <laughs> and I'm kind of, I said the other day, used to be that big rover on the prisoner, that big ball that you to be on the beach they used to chase everybody that was you i could tell by the classic the thank life. you murray you guys are just uh, beyond belief food's wonderful it is just keep eating we have we have a non-stop supply just keep noshing until two o'clock this is a dream for a jew non-stop supply <laughs> you said the magic word now you're go you're running for what in broward you're going to run I'm against, run against Nick? Nick. when is that coming up it's not for a while is it no i have a while i'm going to be in, on, on the on the libertarian party line I need 18,000 names, and it's going to be an issue where my slogan will be, screw crime. And basically, it's about being left alone, whether one is... I mean, the, a sheriff should be fighting crime, not, not the lyrics of songs. And I think Florida has become the laughingstock of the nation. So I'm going to... That's how I do it. So I'm going to run against Nick, and I really think I have a chance to beat him. I think you got a good chance. Yeah, I, really I think don't. your dog can run against him, or you got a good chance to win. When is that going to be? Two uh, years, isn't it? Yes, a couple the, of years. The election will be in 92. So I'm going to, uh, basically, I'm going to announce in a couple of months, and then I'll, I'm going to permanently move here to Florida. And uh, I'm going to be just like uh, uh, Kennedy when he ran, when he left Massachusetts, went to New York City, Robert Kennedy. Right. And so people may say I'm a carpetbagger, but I think that Nick has made uh, Florida look ridiculous. You've done so much on the, uh, on the obscenity of censorship that I don't want to belabor the point, but leave the lyrics alone. I mean, I don't even like their music. But not, like just, not just obscenity, but wouldn't it be great to have Al Goldstein as sheriff of Broward County? Can you imagine the change? We get some living and breathing people back in here. That's again. right. Be because I think the safest place to be is at a topless club. If you were at, at the dollhouse, no one ever gets mugged there. You get turned on. I, I mean, let's make this place a fun place again, and not, not just for the out-the-cockers. 
Well, we can send them all up to Palm Beach County. Right. Exactly. We'll have shuttles. We'll have bus shuttles and move them up there. But these meatballs are good. Yeah, let's get back to the food because that's all he really cares about. <laughs> Anything else that goes on in between is just fill. Okay, we're just filling some time. Uh, Pizza Loft brought you the uh, ziti with meatballs. What did uh, what did we bring back in from Wayne's? What did he bring here? Oh, there's White Hot's. Now, are you familiar? Are you into this stuff? No, what are white hot? Well, I don't want to get you aroused, okay? But uh, these are indigenous to Rochester. Oh, look at this. He brought a whole bunch of them. Mm. And only in upstate New York can you get them. They're like bratwurst, only they're better. They're spicier. They're great. we got some hot sauce. Oh, jeez. You've never had one? No. What is a white hot? Okay, I want, we're going to take a break, and I want you to delay eating okay. one until we come back after the break, and then we're going to have like an exclusive. <laughs> AP and UPI and all the networks might come down here as Al Goldstein puts his first white hot in his mouth right on WIOD. This could be exciting. Anyway, speaking of food, it's 1222. I want to tell you about La Tavernetta. Now, have you ever been at La Tavernetta, Mr. Goldstein? No, I haven't. Oh, jeez. Now, this is your kind of place. Enormous portion gigantic portions. You sit down, they bring appetizers, they have uh, like mushrooms and all kinds of, and um, zucchini and all kinds of good appetizers. Which I'm sure you're not into that because it's probably too good it's for right. you. It's right, it's healthy. And then they bring soup that you could eat with your fist. You could just stick your fist in there, which you can relate to, and just pull out all the vegetables and the pasta and uh, the pasta fagiole and the minestrone. It's the best soup in history. And while you're doing that, you're shoving the garlic bread. They have the best garlic bread in history. And you're shoving it down, piece oh. by piece. Oh. And then you get ready for the uh, entree. And they've got fa baby cow, the best veal in history. They have all kinds of great dishes cooked over angel hair pasta. Oh, where are they located? I'm going to get to that I'm in so, just I'm a excited. second. Well, maybe for dinner tonight. I'll no, they don't open till 5. You can eat till 2 and then uh, uh, air out on the way over there and have dinner at 5. I have my, I have my Cheerios and Great five. chicken and seafood and everything like you're having pasta now. Mm. The best pasta and that angel hair. They have like dishes where they put veal and peppers and onions all over the angel hair pasta. Tremendous. And then when you're finished with that... They have a dessert cart that they bring by, mm. and they have like that tiramisu and all these great desserts. And by the time you're finished there, you you could probably last till morning in your case, which <laughs> is saying a lot. It really is great. So if you want to go out this weekend for a great Italian dinner, make a reservation. It's small, it's intimate, and if Al is in there, it'll take up half the restaurant. Seven two two eighteen thirty one. They're at eighty four fifty five West McNabb Road in Tamarack. They're not far from you at all. You're up in Pompano. They're in Tamarack. I'm going to be there Saturday night. I'm just sure. slightly east of Pine Island. On McNabb Road. You can't beat it. It's just fantastic. Tell Carolyn that Al Goldstein. Saturday night, I'm going to be there. Promise? I promise. Outstanding. La Tavernetta. Okay, Al Goldstein's here. That's his pet pig. You really do have a pet pig. And don't say what you said on the no, air. I won't. Oh, jeez. He no, said something. Was dead. Before no, we started, I'm telling you, I almost breathed all over the table, all over the mic. That was no. the most grotesque. Thing. How can you say true. something like that? But the miniature oh, pig, geez. the miniature pig, no, that was uh, it's now up to 35 pounds. Patty and I are going to give it away because he's, he's, he's too big and they really are not. I don't think you could give it away. Patty, yes, but I don't think you could give it away. <laughs> Pig's adorable. Though. Anyway, here, now this is the little thing we want to do on here before we get into the heavy but sexual I, I content. I, oh, you do? Okay. I went in front of can you unwrap it? Yes, can you handle that with your short, grubby hands in front of your gigantic puppet? <laughs> I'm telling you, this man, he may be fat, but he is the classiest dresser. <laughs> He wore a T-shirt, almost the same one. Yeah, mutilation with the kid's he head hanging is what he's wearing today. It's a guy. It's a well, some guy, a young guy. Right, then it looks like a bratwurst. Okay, now. Okay, it looks like a bratwurst. Now, take, before you get hysterical, I know it's hard for you to wait. And don't mung all over our equipment. The engineering staff will go crazy. I want to know the difference. That's it. Take a little fork. Put that's Wayne Arnold's hot sauce. 
Okay, there's a place in Rochester called Don and Bob's, where you'll probably be tomorrow, by the way, after hearing I'm, about this. This is wonderful radio. And this is where they started with the White Hots, and they're indigenous to upstate New York. And Al, wait a minute, he's taking in his hand... He's got a gigantic <laughs> smile on his face, and if he puts that in his mouth, Chiquita Banana will be up. There he goes. He's biting into it. The sauce is sliming all down his shirt over the mutilation thing. It looks like blood off the kid's uh, neck back there with this the rope. Is great. Is it incredible? Mm. I love it. And loaded with fat, too. I just want to mention that to it's you, good okay? good my cholesterol. Very good. It's delicious. The day I had my stroke, I had three of those. I just want you to know that. But they're delicious. Where's they're great. From? Arnold's Royal Castle. Ooh, now, on your way back, when the limo takes you back north, you get on I-95, and right at the 125th Street exit, which is right up the street, it's about 36 blocks. By by 2.30, you'll be ready. Yeah. Uh, 125th Street exit, you get off, it's a block. It's right off 125th, so it's easy to get on the expressway, easy off, and you go there, they got uh, Neely Burgers, which are little bacon cheeseburgers, Royal Castle. You remember there was White yeah. Castle yeah. and Royal Castle. And it's the original thing. And now he brought these in from Rochester because I've been talking oh, about wonderful. them for years. Oh. The greatest thing you've ever had in your mouth. Ooh. Easily. You're not going to have... See, she doesn't eat. She's a ship, so... They, they well, what does she do? She watches you eat all day? Yep. Is that all that goes on in your house? She sits around and watches you eat all day. Yep. I mean, the audience thinks this is shtick. It's not shtick. The man is just... He's just a human garbage can. <laughs> are you wearing those those clown pants today that you were wearing the last time? Well, these are pretty... Very beautiful, color coordinated. So I started to say at the ball game the other night, Al comes out and he's wearing a T-shirt that's got like mung. In other words, you covered yourself. He's such a slob that when he eats, it's stuff all over. So he goes out and gets T-shirts that already have the stains on them. Okay, so he's color coordinated to start with. The man is incredible. All right, now let's talk some raw sex. This is great. This is better delicious. than sex, isn't it? What time Spicy. are they open to? They're ne they never close. They never They're even closed? open on Tishabov. They never. You. Yeah. I thought you were a listener to this show. I thought you were a big fan listen. of the show. I, I think you just make that up to no. butter people up, Al. I listen to the show. I don't think you've ever even heard the show. I did. I mean, he's show. in here giving a song and a dance about Alex Bennett. <laughs> Does the man have talent or what? Has he lost it? I don't want to get into an intensive thing about that, but this audience despises the man with a passion. You do understand that. Yes, I think he had talent. I think. Once he was, upon a time. I think he's too nasty. How old is he? Sixty. No, I know. I was sitting with him every year, every yeah, day. Every year. Yeah, he had that disease where you keep getting younger every six months. Is Alex older than me? Fifty-five. Fifty-five? Fifty-four. Fifty. Fifty-four, fifty-five? How old no, is he? Fifty. Fifty. His age bounces around like a ball. I can't believe it. So at least fifty, right? Because when he left here, he was only forty-four. But when you go to San Francisco, you age a lot because there's a lot of stress and a lot of pressure out there, right? From all the fissures, including the ones in the earthquake. No, I think Alex is good. I think it's a good show. I really do. What, I, what is a good show? What he did here? Did you think what he did here was a good show? Not with Penn. Not when it was nasty. But I think when he had comedians in, it was it was a great oh. outlet for them. You didn't like that? I thought an it was outlet good. for them, but a desperation for the audience. Because in this town, how many good comedians are there? Oh, I will say, and I'll give them all the credit. That uh, Eric Lambert, uh, he can thank him. He didn't have to thank me or Rick and Suds. He can thank him because nobody would have ever heard of him if it for Alex in those corny shows. If I had the ability to do I'd take you out here right now and kick your goddamn teeth in. All right, we don't want to get hockachonic uh, about him because he's dead meat in this market. He, he's back in his own realm. There are people who are big in a given town, okay? Right. Jerry Williams in Boston. They love him. He's been there for 100 years. Alex in San Francisco, for whatever bizarre reason, they like him out there. And that's the way to look like at look at the haircut. Did he get another haircut, Mr. Punk Marvin? I can't believe it. Look at that. I just can't. He looks like a different person, doesn't he? It changes his whole personality. No, you look great. I can't believe it, especially since it's you. I just can't get over it. 
Anyway, let's talk about Gloria Gloria Leonard. Is right. she really um butch? Well, Gloria's bisexual. Yeah. Is but that a shock? Is that a, is that a major news bulletin? Is that what that is? I know the man you love is Ron Jeremy. He is really the ugliest man in the business. He's frightening. Well, the only me. thing he's got going is he's double jointed. Yeah. And I don't want to get graphic because I don't no, want I them to come it. back to me I'm next week. See, we told you don't put him on. It's a pornographic show. No, it won't be. No, 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 no. But, but he's he double jointed. He has the ugliest body I've ever seen. Can you explain that to me? I think I think you and I once discussed this before, but it's long ago, and my mind still wonders. I mean, not everybody can look like Peter North, okay, no, right. or like uh, Bambi Woods. Right. Although, you know, that's an amazing thing, because I have good taste regardless of what it is. My eyes are very good. Now, Bambi Woods, who was in Debbie Does Deerfield, she was big. I mean, it was a big movie. But these guys, when they talk about female porno stars, they never talk about her. I don't understand it. She's to beautiful. Me, I don't know She's why. phenomenal. Yeah. She's, she's got everything. She's got all the right things in the right places. She's young. She's beautiful. Absolutely. She's blonde. And they talk about some of these really marginal people, like Vanessa Del Rio, for oh, example. She's ugly. She looks like a Port Authority slut. I mean, she <laughs> really is absolutely unattractive. Um, I find her a turn-off. I yeah. find her gross. And like gross. Gloria Leonard looks well, like an old, old bull uh, dog. Gloria Leonard. She was just 50 last week. But week. she's always looked old. But she's a good actress and a nice lady. And, and, and Ron Jeremy, like you said. Ron's uh, frightening. Is right. frightening, and there are a lot of other guys. There's another guy. His name is uh, Arbola. Oh, he's you know terrible. Him. I know. Oh, he's grotesque, wide. And I mean, I realize today, like people go and they buy these things and they watch them at home and uh, pretend they don't see them. But like in the days when porno was big, which is long gone, which right. is history, eighty uh, percent of the people who were in those flicks were all ugly. True. Why do they believe that? Most people want to go see ugly people have sex. The men are running. I can look in the mirror and do that. <laughs> well, I know the theory is, and I'm not going to justify it, is that men go for the women. And uh, all you want the male to do is, is be reliable in, in terms of a sexual context. But uh, most of the men are ugly. Our bowler, I wanted to interview for Screw Magazine, and he said no because he had a legitimate acting career. I said, but. I said, uh, I said, I said, Robert, you're there naked doing it on screen. You think people don't know who you are? And he's afraid I would ruin his legitimate career. There are real delusions here that are almost, almost psychotic. Oh, there are a couple of, like Jamie Gillis is another one. He considers himself a real actor. You yeah. can tell because all the scripts of these pathetic movies he used to be in were real deep and real... Like they were really trying to do something with a message. Like they consider themselves great Shakespearean actors. Who the hell are they kidding? And he's another one. Mias, I mean, so ugly and so grotesque. Patty likes him. She thinks he's a nice man. Jamie Gillis? Can you want to put her on a mic? Oh, we'll give her a mic. If you want, we'll give you equal time. Do we have one? This way I can chew. Or can, well, she's sitting down in front of a white hot. Maybe that'll work. I don't know. This way I can... Where's I can, all, huh? Plug it in. Plug what in? Oh, here it is over here. I can't see it in the middle of all the food, okay? Excuse me, George. What the hell was that? Okay, it was my zoob tube is getting excited, okay, so just try to relax. Okay, here we go. Is it on? Okay. That's why I like his informal radio. See, it was never like this with Alex before. It was a little more plastic. Jamie Gillis Jamie is... Jamie Gillis is... you're going to have to pull that up. You're going to have to really... Uh, like you're handsome gonna... guy. In what respect? What, what is it? Is it like Everything from the navel down? He's beautiful. Jamie Gillis is beautiful. No wonder you married Al. My God, <laughs> when's the last time you had your eyes checked? Are you serious? How thick are those glasses? I think you're pretty good looking too, Neil. Oh, jeez. God, there's hope for everybody now. Man, she said I look almost as good as Peter North. I couldn't believe it. And he's got his pictures right here. Yeah, aren't those beautiful? And for the right price, you can have two or three thousand. 
Anyway, it's 1235 at WYOD. We're here for the Al Goldstein two-hour lunch. It's the only reason this show is going on. All the rest is just Phil, and we'll be right back. What a great dog. Boy, look at that. Is she going to do something on the table there? That'll be great. Uh, 1238 at WIOD, and uh, yeah, we're talking about during the break about Continental Cable, which Al would like to oh, take an hour to and slam them. Some cable companies, when it rains, they have a problem. The cable goes out for 20 minutes. With Continental, when a pigeon flies over and lifts a leg, the cable goes out for at least an hour, sometime an hour and a half. Last, either last year or the year before, when I think I was uh, had my first dish, on a Sunday during the NFL playoffs, Continental cable went out at about 11.30 in the morning. And luckily, I had my dish, so it didn't bother me. But they were out for hours. And I think it was a day on a Sunday when they had an AFC game at noon, NFC game at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And people in that whole area must have been going nuts because they could see nothing. Because when you got the cable, you usually don't even have a regular antenna. That's it. That's what you depend on. They are the worst. I was looking. I'm a news junkie, and I was watching CNN, which is uh, a headline news was Channel 8. And all of a sudden, it blackens out. I said, what's happening? And then I find out that between the hours of 1 a.m. and 3 a.m., they changed the station lineup. And, and, and headline news has now become 32. But they never told the subscribers. They don't care. Last night, I was watching Primetime, a fascinating article, a fascinating story on uh, uh, William Styron, the writer, about his depression. 1008, I'm engrossed in it. Goes off the air for 46 minutes. They don't care. Uh, I have a satellite in New York City. I'm going to put a satellite dish in on, uh, at my condo. I just think so it's the only... So we're midnight blue and brown. <laughs> well, you know, Dream there's on. a big, big battle going on in New York City now. They're trying to knock out uh, this, the sex shows in Manhattan. Uh, Jay, which is the station that always had the sex stuff, is supposed to go off the air October 1st. In fact, I'm going to be doing Donahue next week about that topic. But it's not a Florida story. The point is... No, but it ties in with all the Florida stories. You know, the American ecstasy thing started in, where was it? In Yanomasville, in Louisiana or Alabama. Some little general town in Alabama. And and all of a sudden, once they got it off, it's off altogether. Not that anybody cares, because quite frankly, all the movies they showed, I've seen 400 times, and most of them don't want to see again. But it's just the idea of people having the free choice. They've got a lockout box. Little kids aren't going to see it. But he just got these Farbissina right-wingers who want to take away everything. And I, I joke about it, about all the fascists and about, uh, you know, the Nazi uh, Deutschland über alles ought to be the theme song in Broward. And, and everybody gripes and bitches the same thing, but it's a big joke to them. They don't care. Well, you see, I, I do listen to you. And of course, I'm, I am in New York, so I can't hear you there. When I'm here, I listen. And what I love about you, and, and I, I love your nastiness. Your, I mean, I think you have a great voice, your nastiness, your witty. The food, food is great. We the white hot makeup, lunch. even if you were a stuttering, doddering old fool, it wouldn't matter. Which I will be in about <laughs> a half hour. But what I love about you, and, 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 and it's not it's not A-king you, is you go down to the fundamentals, which is I really am an atheist. And I think the issues are atheism versus uh, the Puritans. The Puritans left England, came here. It really you don't have to call them the Puritans, call them the hypocrites. The hypocrites. Because that's what they are. They want to feel guilty. It, to me, pornography is irrelevant, except that its right to exist is important. I'm not going to say pornography is important. There's a genre. Who cares? But it, it should be an option available. I am an atheist, and every time I hear these people zapping pornography, it's people who want to go to Sunday school, Bible classes. Let them. I don't close their churches. Let them leave my topless clubs alone. What? Why is it that the Europeans are so far ahead of us? I go, you know, the last two yeah. summers, for the, I don't want to sound like a great world traveler because I'm not, but my first two trips to Europe were last summer when I had a great two weeks. Then this year I cut it short because my health wasn't that great. 
But they're like light years ahead of us. Absolutely. They're not all uptight about sex. Uh, if you want to see any kind of pornography under the sun, they've got it. If you don't want to see it, nobody's going to drag you in. They don't even talk about it because it's passe. It's old hat. It's not a big simmons. They don't have a bunch of Puritans running around. They have a church on every street corner, but they're all empty. Nobody even... That's they, right. don't, they don't have the same outlook on fanatic religion, on in, intolerance, and trying to tell everybody how to live their lives. Think of it in terms of the, uh, the Puritans and the true believers came here to this country. A nude beach in Europe, who cares? Their television shows breasts. Nobody cares. We are so fixated. And that I believe that this works. I would not have made the money I did with Screw, but we're so fixated. There, there was so much guilt. I mean, masturbation is still offensive to some people. We don't stand a chance. I mean, it, it, it's absolutely extraordinary that people still fight these sex issues. Let it be. Who cares about a nude beach or about nudists? You're right about the religious thing. And, you know, and I don't want to get into a whole thing about it because I've done 80,000 shows on that over the years when I used to scream and tear my guts out and it might as well have been whistling into a windstorm. But, you know, we've got the gay rights thing coming yeah, up. Right. Broward on Tuesday. Notice, 90% in Broward got together the other day, and they issued this joint statement. And the archbishop over here up the street in his $80 billion uh, office building, uh, with all, you know, we have every year we raise money for Camilla's house because people are starving, mm -hmm. and we do our little bit, and people out there take their hard-earned dollars and try to help out. But here they spend millions of dollars so that the archbishop can sit up there in fancy quarters, and he sends out his little dictum that they should vote against the thing in the... All the religious intolerant bigots, and for the Catholic Church to be talking about homosexuality is, is like would be like you giving a lecture on overeating. I mean, it's right. incredible. Right, AIDS among Catholic priests very high numbers. There are uh, constant religious scandals. The bottom line is, it really is. When I do a college appearance or I do a TV show now, a TV show now, I always go right into the fact that I'm an atheist, and it's it's the fact that religion wants us to feel guilty. They they, they want to delay pleasure. They say everything is is, is uh, for the hereafter. It is supposed to be a veil of tears. And it really is religion which is promulgating superstition and nonsense. But I don't try to close up the religions. Leave my topless clubs and porno theaters alone. And for Nick, and that's really why I want to run for sheriff, for Nick to be listening to lyrics when this is the most dangerous community in the world is, 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 is truly a, a, the definition of obscenity. He wants to be a dictator. He wants to sit How up there and decide... What, it's the same like the crap we went through with the FCC here. You know, they're worried about words. They're worried about somebody... Whoever got offended by words... Not offended, but whoever got harmed by words. So you get offended, big deal, you can turn it off. You can block it out. But I don't see where anybody gets hurt by words. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was watching Channel 9, which is sent here on the Continental uh, System. And uh, they had some discussion. Um, and the people who were attacking, at the time it was a show about cable TV in New York City, the people who were offended by the pro-sex programs were people who couldn't even speak English. They said, use people. Uh, the people who had never read Shakespeare, never read a book, don't know who Dostoevsky is. Again and again, instead of, 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 of enjoying the fact that we are a diverse society, we, co we constantly try to homogenize things. Patty and I were in Berlin a year ago, before the wall came down. And uh, I hate dictatorships. I hate Berlin. I don't like Cuba. Uh, I hate Russia because it's boring and because it's puritanical. Because it's puritanical. And when the walls came down, the first thing the East Berlin people did was not to, was not to buy Time magazine. They ran to the porno shops in West Berlin. That's what they were starved for. That's what makes democracy so important. And yet, it's funny, 
there'll be more freedom in Russia probably next year than we have here in Florida. But but to go back to the Archbishop, the ones who scream the most, just like the ones who are now carrying on about the ordinance on Tuesday, right. almost always are self-hating closet people. You're right. My whole life I've discovered that under the Joe McCarthy's Absolutely. and the J. Edgar Hoover's and the Roy Cohn's right. and all these who just died a couple of years ago, a horrible death for AIDS, right. by the way. Right. Uh, hypocrites, self-hating hypocrites. And uh, Jimmy Swaggerts and uh, Falwell and uh, Jim Baker, who's cooling his heels up there. Right. All condemning and making judgment and, uh, and making a fast buck off it, too, at the same time, because they're feeding on people's insecurity and their hatreds and their fears and their guilt. And in the meantime, they're doing everything that's walking, that's breathing. That's a key concept of, 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 of hypocrisy. When I testified at the Meath Commission five years ago, I looked up at this dour, sour face of a guy named Bruce Ritter. Now, he, he, he runs an organization in New York called Covenant House. Um, he hated pornography. But what he also did, he was a pedophile. Yeah. He was involved with young children. This is all been proven. He's been fired. He may even face criminal charges. This man looked at me like I was some vile leper. At least I'm honest. I'm consistent with my convictions. I don't put down people for the things I'm doing. That's what Bruce Ritter did. That's what I hate about the churches you do. Cardinal O'Connor. Oh, a Cardinal the worst. Spellman. The you worst. Have these, they, they, I mean, and Cardinal Spellman. Spellman, talk about a hypocrite. It's well documented that he was homosexual. Not only that, but that they used to have young boys who were right. brought up in limousines in the back door of the rectory or whatever the hell they call it where he was living. I mean, and, and yeah, but what I mean, you I'll, say that rectory? I've really. said it very quickly, very <laughs> carefully. The rectory, right? It's uh, 12:48. Al Goldstein's here. I'm glad we got him into a real heated conversation because it. Uh, we took a little break and a little full. I'm digesting. Exactly. You can hear it if you listen carefully. You can hear the uh, digesting going on in Al's pulpit. Listen to that. Ooh, that's exciting. It's almost pornographic. And we'll do a little break. I'm going to keep him on his best behavior. He's not going to take another mouthful till at least nine minutes. Of. We'll be right back. If I had the ability to do it, I'd take you out here right now and kick your goddamn teeth in. Well, listen, I want to keep his memory alive. I want to make you happy. 1252 at WIOD. Al Gold, since you don't forget, Rick and Smut will be at uh, the uh, Joe Robbie. I almost said the Orange Bowl. Am I getting old or what? Joe Robbie Stadium doing their show this afternoon. They have Dick Clark. You know, Dick Clark is older than both of us put together. And he looks like the poster child for uh, teenage uh, pimple cream or something. He looks great. He looks does. Great. Maybe he'll reveal his secret. I'm here in the all. I think he's shilling for some show that he's doing now. Yes. The Dolphin cheerleaders, Jennifer and Mary, soon probably to be posted children in Screw Magazine, will be on 4 o'clock this afternoon. Tim Robbie will be on the show. Joe Zagacki at 5 o'clock. And, of course, after Sports Talk, the Dolphins and the Vikings at 8 o'clock. You showed up at the game the other night. Are you a baseball fan? No, or but I, 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 up I, I showed up to eat, but I did buy season passes. They were $200 that I bought. Did you really? Because yeah. I wanted to be part of the community. But um, the food was good. Nice. I like the way they grilled the hot dogs out there. <laughs> I mean, that was serious grilling. It wasn't done on you know, the griddle. He said to me, uh, when he first got here off the air, he said, you were right. I did eat the whole rest of the time. Because <laughs> you were sitting back there, and it was I felt great, because I'm sandwiched between you and Fair Rich, and people said, man, you lost so much weight. You look great. But it looked like I lost a hundred sitting between you guys. Next thing I know, you get up and you had some lame excuse. What did you say you were I, going I, to? I think I said, I said wanted to see food or something. No, no, you said you wanted to see the game or something. Yeah. What did you go? That's right. And you saw me with a food. Totally thing. bogus and you're not fooling me. And uh, I said, well, you know, the food's already, well, now that you mentioned it, and you were over there the whole night. Yeah, Because they said they broke all the records for food sales. <laughs> it, was it wasn't because food. of the big, it is good. And it wasn't a ripoff. I like that. It was nice. So you'll just go out there and eat food every night. Why else? During the season next year. Yeah, they'll take for money. Mike Vex said it's okay. 
His, his, you know, his father was a real hero of mine. He and should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Absolutely. You're, but you're not a sports fan at all. No wonder you're a friend of Alex. I used, to, I used to love the Brooklyn Dodgers, and then when they left Brooklyn, I cried. I, I know things that you don't know. Babe Ruth's lifetime batting average is 342. Lou Gehrig's is 340. I used to memorize that when I was 14. Because you're an old man. Well, now I am. <laughs> I can give you statistics. Hank Bauer and Bobby Avila and all this. I didn't know Bob Feller was a right-hander, though. I blew that in the air. I never heard the end of it. Have you always been in, in, into horse racing? 30 years, yeah, and I've good. learned nothing. I've learned absolutely nothing, except maybe stay away from anything <laughs> that I know. Do you ever go? No. I, no, I just can't see you with the track. Although I will say this. If you go up to Calder, the racing is lousy. But the food is sensational. What do they serve? I could take you up on the fourth floor at Calder in the clubhouse. Yeah. They make a... In deli sandwich, the best deli sandwiches of the fresh corned beef, pastrami, roast beef, and Swiss on big rolls. You would go nuts. Forget about the race. They're only that's once every half hour anyway. You look out the window and you pretend you have some passing interest. That's a reason Food to go. Why is it that in most places of the world you cannot get a rare hamburger? I mean, this has been my cause now. I want to run on that uh, as a well, sheriff. I could say because most people don't like it raw. So I would oh, want, but I was saying that Wendy's, you could be the wrong thing. very rare, blood rare. They can't do it. Most places cannot do a rare burger. I find it amazing. I mean, this is the ultimate frustration in my life. I hate to keep bringing it up, but was it the movie with Gloria Leonard that caused this uh, fixation with eating things raw? Is that what I mean? <laughs> do you, you remember the movie I'm talking no, about? No, which one was it? You don't remember no. the movie I'm talking about? You were sitting, I don't remember whether it was naked or whatever, but it was really a pornographic. That should have been outlawed. If anything should be banned, that should be it as you naked. But, and you were like doing a commentary, and then there were all these things going on uh, in between. But you and Gloria Leonard were sitting there. I don't know what the hell it was about, but you were in it. You were very prominent in this movie, and you don't remember it? I don't remember it. Jeez. I think, oh, that's the one on the set that had chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So what are all those people doing? Now, let me ask you this, because this is a very important question. A lot of people have asked me to ask you. John Holmes. John, was it a prosecution or was it for No, is it real? You know, I covered his murder trial for Playboy. And when people would tell me this, well, I was talking about ugly. Now, I know Patty's not going to tell me he was good looking. He was from hunger. But he I was, could have been one of the ugliest people who was ever born. But I wouldn't give him my right arm. No, no way. Like no oh, way. Yeah. Jewish guys feel that. Yeah, I understand. Believe me, he was incredible. But he was, as you know, bisexual, and he was a very heavy drug user. Very heavy drug user. Did, did cocaine. He died two years ago of AIDS. Gloria Leonard is, is my neighbor in L.A. now, and she handled... And the Dolphins and the Vikings. Are we doing a show, or is he like juggling? Is he juggling all over there? What is this doing? Is he doing? Is he having a hormonal problem? Boy, Gary, I thought it was News Talk Radio 610 WIOD presents The Neil Rogers Show. To get in touch and talk, dial 751-WYOD in Dave, 524-WYOD in Broward, 655-WYOD in the Palm Beaches, and if you use a Bell South Mobility car phone, it's a free call at Star IOD. The opinions expressed by the host, guest, or callers are not necessarily those of this station. Now, here's Neil Rogers. Oh boy, it's the one to two hour. 
summer 1990 is the summer of Dick Tracy. You'll see the movie, listen to the soundtrack, wear the t-shirt, and read the comic book. And now, just in time for Father's Day, you can enjoy the fragrance that was inspired by the movie, the soundtrack, the t-shirt, and the comic book. New Dick Tracy cologne. Why smell like other guys? Now you can smell like Dick. Okay, 106 at WIOD. Slim Al Goldstein is here puffing on a little stogie. We're having... See, some people after sex, they have a little smoke. Al, after each course, has another stogie, which that's what, about your fourth since you it's came in at noon? one. And it's Not that, too bad. Have you noticed that I keep um, uh, a very clean mirror right over the food? It's a double the excitement. <laughs> that's the turn-on for me. People would come to my home when I was dating, before I married Patty, and they figured it'd be a mirror over the bedroom. No, there's a lot of refrigerators in the bedroom. Food. You Food. are going to stop, though. I'm not yeah, going to say that During no, the no, break, we'll I'm, I'm working, we're working desperately with Al to try yeah. to bring him back to at least I'm out size of 86. I maintain, and, and I think Neil agrees with, with this, that food is, 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 is to me and to him the way cocaine is to a drug user. I, it's I addictive. It really is. I, I used to go There's to nothing worse than skinny people who eat like pigs and have never had a weight problem. You know what I mean, Elaine? And, uh, but they don't appreciate food the way we do. My shiksa wife will eat tuna fish sandwiches. She doesn't know good food. I mean, uh, does she eat peas too? Probably. Uh, yeah, peas. But, but, uh, oh, you know what a meal man. to her is mashed potatoes with gravy. She loves. She loves McDonald's. I mean, to her, uh, uh, I mean, to her, this is gourmet food. But I, but she's probably healthy with food. Food is something she just eats. But I dream about it. I get excited. I get mesmerized by food. Did and you see that so with Dom DeLuise? It was, it was painful, the movie. Was it? it? Was yeah. Cause I, I thought yeah. it was funny. It's I mean, there I were kept, moments that you can relate to, but I thought it was funny. There's so much pathos. I kept identifying with The him. part where he's uh, in bed at night and he's fixed through the TV. And every channel has got another spot. The yeah. pizza and the cheese. And, oh, God. It's so relatable. It's it is so relatable. Should we take... Do you think we're going to get some calls for Al Goldstein today? Maybe some good uh, maniacs, huh? We get some hate? Not like the old days, is it? See, it's like when I used to have Madeline O'Hare on all yeah, the time. Right. And in the beginning, she used to get all these religious nuts that would call. And they would spew their hate and show what good religion is... And then after, like, the 400th time, you wear them down. Right. They, you wear down the resistance, and they no longer—they just give up because they know that you're not going to go away, and you're not going to stop telling the truth. Right. And they can't handle it. Uh, Lantana. Yeah, Al. Hi. Um, you uh, also critique films for uh, Penthouse Magazine, Yes, right? I do a monthly column for Penthouse and a monthly column for Forum. Oh, okay. Now, I was just wondering, could you, like, give, like, the top five top films that are, you know, have some kind of plot because, you know, you watch some, you go into a into a video store and you're walking around trying to find out a good film. Let, let me well, wait a minute, wait a minute. You say, in other words, a good film to you, a good porno film has to have a plot? Well, not a plot, but, you know, not where a girl comes in, rubs suntan lotion, and all of a sudden they're entwined in 69. You know, you want something that has a buildup of characters, you know, where... In other words, he wants 60 through 68 before right. he gets to 69. Which, by the way, is the important thing, because it's the tease that makes it work. I mean, you're absolutely right. Just just having people do it is tedious and right. boring. I think that's the exciting thing about dating. Is, is, is it, I mean, there is a tension. To right. just do it right away is, I think, boring. I think totally boring. Uh, I'm going to talk mostly about the older films. One is called Sex World, which is really a well-done Slick film. There's a film called 
taboo. Uh, uh, I, I have a feeling Neil may not agree with with these thoughts. Uh, Jerry Damiano, some people say, can be pretentious, but I thought I think the Devil in Miss Jones is wonderful. Yeah. You oh. Oh. Al, hate it. You know that if you eat too many of those White Hots, it starts affecting your brain. <laughs> All the fat starts coagulating under the skin. You don't agree with me. The Devil in Miss Jones. You the know. only w movie worse than that was Deep Stroke. Which everybody talks about, but one of the worst porn it's movies a funny ever movie. made. It's a funny film. What is? Uh, Deep Throat. Funny. Yeah, it's funny. But it's not funny. erotic. Oh, no. no in the no, least bit. No, no, it's also a Harry Reams, another ugly Jewish guy with hair. Right, exactly. Uh, but Devil Miss Jones, now here's the test. Buy, I mean, rent a film, Devil Miss Jones, and realize who is the genius. I, Al Goldstein, or Neil Rogers. And you'll see why I'm running for sheriff and yeah, he's right. not. <laughs> we know it's going to be you. Yeah, yeah, you'll and see. And why I'm springing for lunch and he's eating it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because, you know, a lot of people tend to get ripped off. They just go in there and... Read them. my reviews in Penthouse, seriously. Uh, they're valuable. The problem is most of the films are so boring that I look them... I look at them in video, and I, I go fast-forward during the sex scenes, because it all looks alike, and I only stop it for the dialogue to see if there's anything mm -hmm. sane. Most porno films are, are, are pathetic. Right. And, and uh, there, there are no scripts. Right. I have to agree with the acting and all. And it, and it tends to, you know... It, the business, I mean, the, I find that there's more bad films coming out now. Yeah. And then there's the quality films, like you say, seem to be the older ones where, you know... Like like Debbie Does Dallas. Right. Well, That's because they were shot in 35, mil, uh, 35 millimeter. It took two or three weeks to do. Um, those films were really uh, uh, well done, I think. And again, I, I, I think probably Devil Miss Jones, Neil doesn't like, because it, it did have some pretensions, but I liked it. Because what it, about uh, Inside Jennifer Wells? Excellent. Excellent. Right. I think it's a, it's a wonderful film. Uh, Bourbon Street. A guy named Radley Metzger made wonderful movies. Uh, Camille 2000. He, he was really a superior filmmaker. And uh, these are the films from the 70s that are really good. They right. throw two, three, four us. Stupid, I think know. it's like anyone now can just grab a camcorder, get a couple girls, and make their own film. You know, and have it. it on probably have it on ABC on uh, <laughs> Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it was great talking to you. Thanks a lot, now. All Thanks. Right, okay, twelve minutes after one at WID. We'll take a little break, and during that break, I'll try to bring this man back to some sense of reality. Your taste is marginal <laughs> at best. <laughs>